she's alive. Alive! What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Google Gang. I'm Ellie. And I'm Grace. What's up? We're here to talk about some spooky shit. Beep! And we have a full fucking episode dedicated to one thing today, and we are stoked on it. Yeah, as as is the internet. I don't know how many texts I got from different people being like, oh my god, have you seen this yet? And I'm like, do you even fucking know me? Of right. course, I literally had it marked on my calendar when this was coming it, out. Yeah. And I watched the whole thing the day it came out. It I watched like, it in like three days. Yeah. Well, I am work from home, so yeah. it's a lot easier for me. <laughs> I hope no one I work with listens to this. And they're like, I'm sorry, what were you doing? <laughs> but I have two monitors, so yeah. I can have something oh, yeah. on one. Yeah. For sure. And even if you didn't, whatever. Yeah. Uh, in case you don't follow us on Instagram... What we're talking about today is the haunting of Hill, Hill House. House. Oh, what Oh my God! But up, but Um, if you've been living under a rock, the haunting of Hill House is a ten-episode series on Netflix. <laughs> That's so hard. The haunting of I have had caffeine. I I seriously like. Okay, tell them what the fuck you ate. I was mindlessly eating chocolate covered espresso beans, and I I just thought to Google like, I wonder how much caffeine is in this, and it's literally like ten milligrams. Her one. After she started having restless leg syndrome. I was like, ooh, I feel it in my limbs. <laughs> so then I took a clonopin to try and even it out, and I just feel real weird. <laughs> so ignore my dog barking in the background. She's very excited about the espresso beans as well. <laughs> um, do you have a leading question? I do have a leading question. <laughs> I'm about to give you a fucking lightning round speed question of horror movie trivia. <laughs> Uh oh, is it hard? No. Okay. Kind of. You'll get him. You'll be okay. We'll edit out anything you miss. Okay. Um, what is the name of the protagonist in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise? Is it A? Freddy Krueger. Oh, he's the antagonist. Yes, the protagonist on Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Is it A? Sidney Prescott. B? Nancy Thompson. C? Kristen Parker. Or D? Alice John. C. Nancy Thompson nailed it. <laughs> Which of the following movies slash miniseries is not based on a Stephen King book? Oh, I, I'll get this one. For is it A, It, B, The Shining, C, Amityville Horror, or D, Carrie? C, Amityville Horror. Beep, beep, beep. Okay, how many Friday the 13th movies are there? Oh, this is hard. Oh, how many Friday God. the 13th movies are there now? Oh, my God. Is it A, 13, B, 10, C, 11, or D, 12? I don't know. I'm going to say 12. Okay. You got it right! Woo! Okay. It's only because I just recently watched that one that I had no idea came out. Was that the one Jen With the boobs. About? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, this is a... What? Which what? one is this? What's happening? Yeah. yeah, it's... They need to stop. 12. Um, but they need to make another one to make it 13. 13. You're not wrong. Rob Zombie! 
It's on you. It's out in the universe now. If he doesn't do it. I'm manifesting this. Rob Zombie needs to do a Friday the 13th. If we speak it into... We'll make a vision board. We'll speak it into existence. Yeah. 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 We will. Mm -hmm. We will. Okay. What is the name of the first... Oh, okay. What is... Oh, this is so easy. What's the name of the first movie about Dr. Hannibal Lecter? Hannibal. No. Silence of the Lambs. Yep. Sorry. I'm an idiot. Hello, Clarice. (coughs) Clarice, darling. Put the lotion in the basket. I don't know how many times I fucking. I, anytime Emily's putting on lotion at night, that's what I scream at her. You're so you're a terrorist. I, oh, we're wrong. What it is, was Manhunter. What's that? I don't know. The options. When were, did it come out? The options were Manhunter. I can't. Let me see. Let me go back to the. Uh, oh shit! Shit! Did you just click out of it? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Um, it was, they were Manhunter, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, and then one I'd never Red heard Dragon. of. Red Dragon. Red mm-hmm. Dragon. Yeah. That was the one Philip Seymour Hoffman was in, and they super yes. glued him to the wheelchair. <laughs> yes. R.I.P. Yeah. For real. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know that Manhunter came well, out. Well, we both learned something today. Yes. What is the name of the main protagonist from the Alien franchise portrayed by Sigourney Weaver? Sarah Connor. Megan Ripley, Clarice Starling, Ellen Ripley. Ellen Ripley. A pew, pew, pew! Okay. Oh, this is hard. Barry Cox, Helen Shivers, and Ray Bronson are all the protagonists from which movie? Say them again. Barry Cox. This is going to have, for me, this would be a uh, process of elimination. Mm-hmm. Barry Cox, Helen Shivers, and Ray Bronson are all protagonists from... Which movie? A, Scream, B, My Bloody Valentine, C, The Mist, or D, I Know What You Did Last Summer? My guess is The Mist because that's the only one I've never seen. Um, it's not I Know What You Did Last Summer. No, and it's not Scream. What was the other one? My Bloody Valentine. My Bloody Valentine. Yeah? I Know What You Did Last Summer. Damn it! I'm sorry, What? Are we that? We're rusty. I bet you the people listening are screaming like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, some horror fanatics we are. Seriously. Uh, listen, I... I just have very poor memory. We both take benzodiazepines. <laughs> You're not wrong. Okay. I used to be so good at seeing it. I know. I see the thing is... I, well, you know this about me. I'll be the first to admit, I am a very, I am very particular in my horror films. Mm-hmm. I'll watch anything, but for me to actually like delve in deep, mm-hmm. it's like the same five movies. Oh yeah. And I'm, then she'll just watch them over and over, over and over, and over again. again. I Whereas I need to wait like a year. You ask me trivia on anything Scream, mm-hmm. I'll nail it. I haven't watched the late, was it Scream 4? Scream 5? They had four, I believe. Yeah, I had, I don't think I've seen four. Okay, what's the next one? I like this. I know, it's good. Okay. Oh. Yeah, see, this is my shit. Ash Williams is the main protagonist from which horror franchise? Um, um, Evil Dead. Yep. Beep. Ooh. Okay. Scary Movie is not a parody of which. Okay. So which I did they not? I loved Scary parody. Movie. 
The Blair Witch Project, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Scream, or Final Destination. Final Destination. Yeah. I, I, if we go back and watch those movies, they are so fucking offensive. They're so, like, anything made in the 90s, if you go back and watch, you're like, holy shit. No, this was like 2001. Really? Yeah. The first scary movie? Yeah. I'm gonna say 2001. Okay. 2000. I was close. You're close. Yeah, it's super politically incorrect. <laughs> it's bad. And you're like, wow, how homophobic and racist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh. Who is the leader of the Losers Club in It? Eddie, oh. Bill, Tommy, or Ben? Bill. Yeah. How? Okay, let's do one more. Okay. What is Michael Myers' signature weapon? Kitchen knife, machete, hook, or bowie knife? Kitchen knife. Yeah. Nailed it. Cool. We should start a band. Okay, that was my leading question. I just wanted to do something fun. Cool. All right. Let's get into our meats and potatoes. So, The Haunting of Hill House. I keep wanting to say The House on Haunted Hill. Me too. Me too. Every time I go to, like, when I was, like, looking up stuff, I went to type in House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. I'm like, P.S. That's the one with um, Tay Diggs. Mm. Yeah, you're damn right. And Allie Larder, who just has vanished. Where did she go? Yeah, you're not wrong. And Catherine Zeta-Jones? No. She was in The Haunting. The Haunting, yes. I'm thinking of the one. I'm. You're right. Mm-hmm. I'm melding the two. I'm thinking of The Haunting with the chick from The Conjuring. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She was in mm-hmm. A Haunting. Yeah. Um, House on Haunted Hill. It was um, Famsky Jensen, which she looks a lot like Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, Jeffrey Rush... Um, Jeffrey Combs. Chris Kattan was in that. I forgot Chris Kattan was in that. No, Catherine Zeta-Jones was in The Haunting. She was in The Haunting, but not House on Haunted Hill. We're crossing wires. (laughs) God damn it. A piss. A piss. And that one came out in 1999. And I think, um, House on Haunted Hill came out in 1992. Really? Yeah. 99. That's why, that's why we're getting them so confused because we probably watched them one weekend after the next. Well, I'll tell you right now, The Haunting from 99 with Catherine Zeta-Jones and uh, I think it's Lily. Is it Owen Wilson in that? Yeah, he sure fucking is. And there's that He's huge, the one with like... The li- and he gets his head cut off. By the big thing in the fire. Yeah. The big- okay, well, I'll tell you right now, it got 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know, but is more true to The Haunting of Hill House, Shirley Jackson's novel, than... This TV series we're about to rip apart in a good way. We're, we loved it. Oh, Can we yeah. just go ahead and say we loved it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm going to read this article from Den of Geek so you know they're reliable. <laughs> uh, it's The Haunting of Hill House comparing the TV show and the book just to get it out of the way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, if you didn't know. It was based on a book. Well, not is very loosely. very loose. What do you call it when it's not based like inspired by? Inspired by. There yeah. you go. Okay. So, so Oh, by the way, this is a whole episode of spoilers. Yes, 
if you it's similar it's gonna be similar to our hereditary episode because a couple people asked if we could do a full episode on this so and it's totally worth it yeah so and we, there's a lot more content to go through mm-hmm. so um if you haven't watched the haunting of hill house on netflix there's 10 episodes they're an hour long binge it get through it do not listen to this if you haven't watched it turn back now i turn back time if i could find okay go ahead. i'm sorry <laughs> okay so this is starting off as a quote it is way more of a riff than an adaptation is how the writer director mike flanagan describes his the haunting of hill house netflix horror show got it there's just enough material in the book to make an amazing movie, he told the Den of Geek UK, but not enough to adapt it into a 10-hour TV series without adding to the story. Cop out. That's a cop out. It is. <laughs> it really is. Not wishing to go against uh, the acclaimed 1963 version of the movie. Mm-hmm. I, we need to watch that. Yeah. Of The Haunting of Hill House. Flanagan and co. took a different approach. And he says, look at it as a remix, which is the perfect word I would use to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more interesting to break down the book and pull out the characters and the themes and individual moments and piece of pro- pieces of prose even that had really stuck with me and try to rearrange it. Mm-hmm. So that's why like throughout episodes, there will be like drops of really poetic language right. that will seemingly come out of nowhere. And, and then like, you're like, oh, oh, this is based on a book. Right. Yeah. But I also think like... Because some of the things I was reading about it, people were like, this has nothing to do with the book, blah, blah, blah. But, like, it was obvious. It, it was not meant to be. It was not meant to be. And it was done beautifully. And Stop was, shitting on it. Right. It was yeah. awesome. If you go into it thinking it's going to be, like, word for word, like the book, you're going to be disappointed. It's not the book. Right. And I know people love the People stand this book. Yeah. Is that how they say it? Is that how the kids use that? Stand it? Stan. I stan. What does that mean? Like Eminem, stan. Like obsessed over it. You haven't heard that? Nope. And you work in a school. Yeah, I work with middle schoolers. I'm cooler than you. You fucking are. They're still on like lit and like, I don't know. I don't listen to them. (laughs) (laughs) I just teach them. I just teach them. Mm, Nope. The original novel uh, is about 32-year-old Eleanor Vance. Nell. Nell. Uh, who has spent her life caring for her invalid mother. After her mother dies, Eleanor is forced to move in with her sister and brother-in-law sleeping in the baby's room. When Eleanor receives an invitation from Dr. John Montague, a researcher in the supernatural, to join a party planning to spend a summer at Hill House, rented for the occasion because of its ghastly and ghostly history, Eleanor sees a chance to escape her life. She steals the car she half-owns with her sister and takes the trip. Dr. Montague has selected Eleanor because of a newspaper report on a mysterious rain of stones that once fell near her childhood home, thought to be supernatural in origin. And remember that monologue that that, that uh, Liv has when after the storm? She's like, I oh, cried yeah. so hard that it was raining stones mm-hmm. and it was actual stones. Yes. Yeah. So that's a, a nod to the book so at hill house eleanor meets the unwelcoming mr and mrs dudley another nod 
um, caretaker and housekeeper who refused to remain on the property after dark. She discovers the house to be a deranged and disorienting cacophony of architectural design that's dark, oppressive, and whose geography is impossible to fathom. There she meets and befriends Theodora, her neighbor in the research proposal and a woman believed to have psychic tendencies. She meets and befriends Theodora, her neighbor in the research proposal. They meet Dr. Dr. Montague and the final guest, Luke... Sanderson. Mm -hmm. So all the names from um, the book the the... book are in the movie in some or in the show in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, Hugh, I believe, was the original architect of the house. Hugh's the dad's name. Yeah. They meet Doctor Montague and the of and the final guest Luke, who has been included in the party at the behest of the house's current owner, his aunt. Luke will one day inherit Hill House. Eleanor tells little lies about her life to the other guests. She describes a house she saw on her journey as her own and pretends to own a cup of stars that she heard discussed by a family of strangers while dining in a restaurant on her way to Hill House. Despite an early fondness for Theo, Eleanor soon begins to feel persecuted by her and develops a sense of paranoia about the other guests talking behind her back. Mm -hmm. So she slowly starts losing it. Uh, The doctor encourages his three guests to make notes on their experience. Um, They discover mysterious drops in temperature, violent knockings on the doors, and a dog-like creature running through the ground floor. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Writing appears in blood along the walls and the wood paneling, asking Eleanor for help. Classic. Welcome home now. Classic. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Theodora's room is ransacked and her clothes are covered in blood. Though her things are later found to be untouched. So it was just like a vision. Mm -hmm. After several such occurrences, Eleanor begins to feel an affinity with the house. Her paranoia and guilt and her fear of the knocking sound, which she takes to be the sound of her dying mother knocking on the wall for medication that Eleanor never brought to her. Yikes. Conflate until one night... In what might be described as a manic episode, she runs through the house, scaring all the other guests, and climbs up a vertiginous, wow, this is a great writer, and rickety spiral staircase. Mm, I remember that. Yeah, Luke brings her back down, and the others force her to leave the next day, contacting her sister and discovering the lies she told. Not wanting to leave and having nowhere to go and feeling that Hill House was where she belonged, Eleanor deliberately accelerated her car into a tree on the way out of the house, killing herself. Um, Dr. Montague's research is unsuccessful on publication, (coughs) and he gives up his interest in the supernatural. Hill House, though, not sane, remains. So that's a little blurb. That's a little very encapsulized version of the book, but it's a great book if you want to read it. It's actually pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Pretty quick read. Okay, so I'm going to give a brief synopsis of the uh, 2018 Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. And we know you've all already seen it. Yeah. But, um, but we're just doing it for context. For comparison purposes. Um, if you want to make a Venn diagram, now would be the time. Uh, take out your pencils, please. And draw your two circles that intermix to make a vagina in the middle. And then you put the same. Okay. <laughs> what the? I was teaching a Venn diagram. I was 
Teaching Venn diagrams to my clubfoot. What happened? Oh, clubfoot. I've been cutting it out. Clubfoot. Um, I've been, uh, I had to teach, I just, I've been, do Venn diagrams all the time with the older kids because they like them for whatever reason. The middle schoolers are like, can you do a Venn diagram for this? I'm like, sure, fuck it. Um, but. The, You're I mean, really teacher of the year. I really am. I was introducing it to the little ones because we were learning how to like compare and contrast and stuff like that. And as I was drawing it, I was like, I like had the little kids draw theirs and it's hard for them to like intersect the circles and get like a big enough section in the middle. Big enough vagina. A big enough vagine. For, but it's hard for them to get a big enough section in the middle for them to be able to write because they make the circles and then they have this like tiny, tiny little slit. And this one kid was drawing and he j- kept drawing over and over again so we had like multiple layers to his little slit in the middle <laughs> and it looked like a fucking vagina and myself and my co-teacher were like oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's like that scarf that came out by Fendi. Have you seen that this week? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. That's a scarf. Who did not see that? Oh, my God. All you need to do is Google Fendi vagina scarf. Or should we just post it on our (laughs) Instagram? I'll post it. Okay. But... Oh my god, that's brutal. Or I'll put it in our story. Oh my god, that's so bad. Um, you sh- That's hilarious. Yesterday, Harper and I went to the pumpkin patch, <laughs> and we used the porta potty and she has never used a porta potty before. Oh my god. And we get in, and she just goes, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh no! <laughs> it's begun! <laughs> So now we really do, we really have to, especially now that she's in school. Good God. Jesus. She's she cheese and rice. Not prompted. She just goes, Jesus Christ. Because I guess it was like really gross. I don't know. I was like, Bubba, shh. Like, because all the parents came on the field trip. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like she thought it was a spaceship. Nope. No. She was appalled at the conditions. She wasn't into it. She, and she'll let you know. So she evoked the name of of some Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. Back back to business. We digress. Um, okay. So the 2018 haunting of Hill House. Here we go. So really brief synopsis. One summer in 1992, Hugh and Olivia Crane buy Hill House to flip for a profit. Mm-hmm. Um, moving in with their five children, Stephen, Shirley, Theodora, and twins, Nell and Luke, during the renovation works. Nell complains of seeing a bent neck lady ghost, um, but is reassured by her father that she's just dreaming. Um, and Luke, her twin, befriends a strangely dressed little girl who he says lives in the woods near the house. Um, the family... She did. She do. She do. Um, the family experienced a myriad of strange occurrences during their time in the house, including strange cold spots, um, and mysterious locked door that no key is able to open, which, um... The red room. Um, and the mother, Olivia Crane, becomes affected and disturbed by the house as time goes on. So, like, Eleanor. Yes. In the original. Yeah. So, obviously, these characters are, they keep the name, but it's totally kind of right twisted up a little bit. She starts thinking of it as her house. Yes. Instead of a house that they're there to flip. Like, even yes. when she was drawing the dream house inside of the blueprints, mm-hmm. it was like, this is my dream house yes. now. And they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? This place sucks. Yeah. <laughs> my forever home. Um, every time they said f- our forever home, I was like, so like, are you like adopting a dog? Or- 
my god, I didn't even think about that. I was like, ooh. Um, it's because we follow too many adoption dog websites. I know. Or Instagram accounts. Yeah, exactly. Um... <laughs> So, okay, so so unlike Jackson's novel, the Netflix shows um, chronologically jumps around considerably. Which, Time is a flat circle. <laughs> fuck that movie. I mean, show. Yeah, you haven't even watched it. I watched the first two episodes and I fell asleep in both, but I promised you I would rewatch it. Yes. Um, True Detective yeah. for all of those who haven't seen it and are stupid. I, which is me. I will do it. Um, so, which was, it does, it does, uh, this jumps around quite a bit, which I will say at first was hard to keep up with, but then they, they tie it up really nicely. I love it. I thought and, it was great. So the nef- okay, each episode moves between the events of the summer at Hill House, um, when they were kids and then, or when, like when they moved in and then their grown up lives. Of the children. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really focus on Hugh. No, because he was removed uh, after everything that happened. The kids went to live with their aunt, and mm-hmm. she actually took him to court yes. and sued for custody. So that's why he was... Which is why I was like, why are you so mad at him? Like, right. it, he didn't have a say. Right. But I'm sure they were just like, yeah, fuck you, dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In the present, Stephen is a successful author, and he wrote the best-selling... Um, the Haunting of Hill House, which starts with the same opening paragraph as Shirley Jackson's novel, including the line, whatever walked there walked alone. So like Grace was saying, they do nods to the novel. And every time they do it, you're like, wait, what the fuck is happening? And then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that must be a paragraph. It's a piece of dialogue that's like really out of place. And it's typically said by Stephen, right? Well, he's the writer. Yeah. But are they all said by him? Steve's the oldest. Yeah. Um, he's the oldest brother. Except for the one that the mom says. But yeah, other than that, all the other lines. No, because Nell says one at the end. Oh, like, yeah. And then right. Theo says, whose hand am I holding? That's oh. a very famous. Everyone, it's like very, it's yeah. just interspersed throughout he, the okay. book. Yeah. The, the show. It's so hard that, because it just seemed like a really long movie. Yes, I keep it did. calling it a movie. I know. If you watch it all together, it is a long movie. It's like not even... A 10-hour movie. Right. <laughs> right. Which um, is what I did. Exactly. <laughs> uh, ugh, my brain. A failed historical novelist. I I mean, do we really need to get it? Steve is an author. He wasn't a very good author. He kept writing historical novels. They kept failing. And so in order for him to basically pump up his career or save his career, really, he um, decides to write a memoir about his family's time at Hill House. Um, but it caused him to become estranged from his siblings. Yeah, because none of them really agree on what happened there. Right, and they um, they saw it as like, a, what's the word? Blood money. Blood money and uh, exploitative. Exploitation, Ex- yeah, especially yeah. of their mother. Yes, um, and yeah, like this says, so they all had an experience that affected them in different ways. Mm-hmm. So like Luke, um, Luke and Nell were the twins. Luke is a drug addict. He's in and out of rehab. He's like constantly stealing money from his family and, um, you know, getting sober and then using again. And it's actually really sad. And Nell is, um, has severe depression and battles that. And sleep paralysis. And sleep paralysis and, um, loses night her husband. Yeah. And, oh my God. 
Don't even get me started on that. Episode five, y'all. Yeah. And then, so Theo, um, Theo has a really interesting story. She's, um, she becomes a child psychologist. She has a really big fear of commitment. But Theo has, um, what would you say? Medium? I, it's like psychic touch. Yeah. She, if, when she, she touches could, someone. She knows the story. Yeah. Yeah. Where else was that? That was another one. We were talking about that. Yeah, I know. Um, anyway. Oh, The Conjuring. Yes. Like Lorraine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Full circle. Just from last week. Nailed it. <laughs> and Shirley, my, Shirley and Steve, they can, whatever. I didn't, I didn't love them. I didn't either. Yeah. And the whole cat thing. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Never um, let yeah. disease kittens in your bedroom. No, never. I um, sided with mom on that one. Yeah, for sure. So Shirley, uh, as an adult, runs a funeral home with her husband. And they have, like, their kids. So now Luke and Theodora all share the same names as Jackson's novel, right? But they are not the same characters no, in no, any no. capacity. Um Except for uh, Theodora in the book has psychic tendencies. Oh, okay. That's the only kind of nod to her. Yeah. Um, one connection, another connection, is that modern day Theo is a lesbian, mm-hmm. linking her to her namesake in the book, who the subtext of the novel strongly suggests was also cohabitating with another woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's an old-timey gay. She's old-timey gay. That's that's the song they sing. Um, I think it would have been a little more like, she's an old timey gay. She's an old timey gay. That's exactly right. <laughs> the eldest daughter Shirley is named for Shirley Jackson, mm-hmm. and then um, Hugh shares the father shares the name with the original designer of the house in the mm-hmm. in the novel. Only two. Where does Steve come from? I don't know. My dad, <laughs> probably Steve. Steve sucks anyway, so. Only two characters, stern caretaker and housekeeper, Mr. and Mrs. Dudley, survive intact from the novel to the TV series. Though the modernized and expand, they they modernized them and gave them like a full backstory. Is it just me or did they seem like they were from the 20s? They did. Like the, the mom especially. Seemed very dated. Yeah. Yes. It seemed like, well, I guess it makes sense if they like never left the property. Right. They're very. Yeah. It, it, they had sort of like a, and I don't mean the offense by this, but kind of like an Amish feel to them. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Except the dad, because he seemed like kind of chill. He seemed like a chill 80s dad. Yeah. <laughs> you totally. know? And the mom was like, my stars. You drink your cup of stars. You don't let anyone take your cup of stars away from you. You demand your cup of stars. Calm down, Dudley. And she was all like, Jesus will save you. The only salvation you'll find is in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I thought they were Jesus Christ! (laughs) I thought they were going to bring that full circle, and I thought, I was like, oh, come on, here we go. They're foreshadowing that, like, Jesus is going to come save him. And I, like... (laughs) I was like, all right, I'm not here for this, but they, it, that didn't happen. No, it's a horror show. I know, I was like, <sighs> So, Mr. Dudley tells Hugh Crane that his mother was the original housekeeper at the property, perhaps the Mrs. Dudley in the novel, and that he was born in the cottage at the edge of the estate. Um, other nods to Shirley Jackson in the original are dotted around Flanagan's story. So, in the one... Flanagan's the director of Net- the Netflix show. Thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, in one scene, Theo is reading a copy of Jackson's famous The Lottery and Other Stories, mm-hmm. which is a nice nod to her. Um, the novel's account of Eleanor and her sister experienced telekinetic rain of stones as children is borrowed from the monologue of one central character in the novel. Olivia. Mm-hmm. Um, the novel closes on a note of completely unfinished tragedy mm-hmm. while Flanagan's complex emotional series, like it, it resolves with like healing and hope and like. It was too sappy. It was too sappy for you. I needed it. <laughs> It wasn't emotional. Like, it took a lot to get through that. Yeah, I needed, like, it was emotionally taxing. Well, I guess I, like, I started watching it literally at 7 o'clock in the morning and ended it, like, (laughs) by the end of the day, you're like, that's a sappy. And I'm, by the end of the day, I'm like, (laughs) but anyway, that's kind of the gist of the two and kind of how they play into one another. But realistically, they're, very totally different stories yeah. with nods. The only real big um thing that is the same is the house. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that they share uh like so Shirley Jackson's novel keep touching my foot. I do. Um Shirley Jackson's novel ends very unfinished mm-hmm. and like leaves you wondering and I think that um the Haunting of Hill House did that as well in a sense that they don't give you, um, we were just talking about this, they they don't give you any resolution on like where the house started or like why yeah. it's like, like why it is the way it is or, yeah. you know. Right. Um, so there is some, un, there is some like unfinished business in the Netflix series, but the ending with the, with the characters is resolved. And, yeah. It's yeah. tied into a neat little bow. It is. I do like how they cycle back to a lot of things and like how it's like oh yes oh it has to with all of the chronological jumping like yeah there had to be some sort of otherwise it would have been like fuck this like fucking true detective <laughs> i can't with you grace's jaw just dropped as I if can't. like you haven't even watched it <laughs> i know okay so i want to talk about the red room okay it was luke's treehouse it was Steve's game room. Mm-hmm. It was Nell's toy room, Theo's dance, dance studio, and mom's. Shirley's. Oh, what was Shirley? Shirley didn't have one. Did she? It not? was the mom's reading room. Mom's reading room. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's it's all about it's all psychological. Yes. And or like alternate dimensions. That too. Who knows? Because so. The red room was the room that we talked about earlier that was locked. They had no key that could get into this room with the red door that they called mm. the red room. No matter how hard they tried, they couldn't get in. But at some, at a certain point, at some point, they were all in the red room and it was whatever they needed at the time. Right. It's kind of like a portal almost. Right. Um, and they don't remember entering it and they don't remember leaving it right they don't know how they got in or i think it's i think to each person it's just a room in the house Mm -hmm. that they think maybe other people go into but for them when they walk into it it becomes what they need right but they aren't aware obviously none of them are aware that it's something different for everybody else right because mom keep mom is always like i'm gonna go in my reading room and the kids are like okay yeah no and well, that was what I was going to say. It was like um, that car ride to Hill House when Luke went back to try and burn it down. Mm-hmm. 
he was like, there was no treehouse. We right. were only going to be there for maybe eight weeks. Right. Why would I build you a treehouse? Right. And I, when I went back and watched it a second time, um, Steve was like, maybe Luke's in the treehouse. And the mom was like, very funny. Right. Like, so, like, they totally, and when she, when Steve gives her the vanity, he's like, I hid it in the game room. And she was like, the what? what? Right. Yeah. And it so, just kind of gets glossed over. But he, so that's interesting because when Luke was in his treehouse, Steve goes up there. Yeah. So maybe they see it's it. It's like a joint thing. Maybe they see it as the room, if, if one, so if Luke was already in the treehouse, then Steve can see it as the treehouse. Yeah. Yeah. And it was also like a no, no girls allowed zone. So like. Yeah. He, he, in his mind, like only Steve could come up. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I also wanted to talk about the mold. The mold was very prevalent throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The mold was the issue they couldn't flip the house. Mm-hmm. There was mold on Shirley's forever house. Yes. When it got demolished. It covered Hugh. Yeah. The mold. When he died. And, it, and once they go back for the finale, the whole red room is just coated with this black mold. Yep. And the, the rational part of me... Wants to say this oh, black God. this black mold is causing everyone to hallucinate. Sure is. <laughs> and the longer you stay in the house, the crazier the you, you get, get because this uh, mold is driving people nuts. But the reality is that the mold was probably a metaphor for the evil. For evil, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. there's tons of. I mean, you could take it how you want, but that's how I interpreted it. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the most important things to note is um, obviously the the show jumps back and forth, um, not chronologically mm-hmm. through things, and it it the present day cranes connect with their childhood cranes through experiences mm-hmm. and not through a set timeline, right? Which I think is obviously one of the most important themes. Yes, especially when Olivia is having that dream where she sees the twins dead Mm -hmm. and when Nell's on the morgue table and she has to cut her mouth open. It was horrible. I cried at that point. That was the hard... I think that was the hardest scene to watch other than in the last episode. Yeah. It's kind of like you see the mom wandering throughout the whole past Uh part of it seeing the future part of it. Right. Which is why she doesn't want the kids to leave the house. Right. She wants to keep them there. And to her, the bad parts that she's seeing are a dream. Mm -hmm. So she wants to... Wake them up. Yeah, quote, wake them up so that she can keep them safe from what's outside of the house. Um, Can we talk about the most shocking part, which was the death of the Dudley's daughter? Jesus. I, I thought she was a ghost for sure. Me too. Me too. And so when she came up for the tea party. Yes. And was, was like, my mom, or like, my mom said I could, or whatever. whatever yeah. Uh, I was like, wait, what's happening? Like, That is she... was fucked up. Yeah. And so for her to drink the, they were having a tea party. And with rat poison. With rat poison. And she was the only one who drank it. And she died. She died. And that's. That's what's so cool to me about this show was that in the opening scene in episode one, you think, so in the opening scene in episode one, um, 
Hugh has the kids in the car except for Steve. And then he grabs Steve and says, whatever you do, don't open your eyes. And he carries him and he runs him outside. Mm -hmm. And he puts all the kids in the car and he says, don't look back. And he's screaming. They're like, where's mom? Where's mom? And that's why it's so awesome because you think in that scene he's running from all the ghosts. Mm -hmm. But it's really he's running and he doesn't want Steve to see his mother. Yeah. Who he had just grabbed the kids away from because she tried fucking poisoning them with rat poison. Yeah. So Hugh is actually running from his own wife. Yeah. And trying a hallway to, full of ghosts. And a hallway full of ghosts. But <laughs> I think the, you realize that the, the dad who's like, you think is a shitty dad, but you realize... He's is, the anti-hero. He's the anti-hero and just yeah. an amazing dad. He's actually... Want, he's covering Steven's eyes because he doesn't want him to see his mother coming after him. Yeah. And taint the idea of his mom. And that's the whole thing is he was willing to take the fall for her. He was willing... To have his kids hate him and still love their mother. And, yeah, and preserve how they viewed her. Right. Rather Even than though, have a relationship with them. Yeah. Because he was so broken, I think. Exactly. The and, way he talked about her. And he's a little cuckoo bananas. Right. Because he talks to her all the time. Exactly. <laughs> uh, he sure does. But yeah, that was that was wild that the, the little girl yeah. was actually real. And I was confused that the Dudleys, like, weren't pissed. They were like, we won't say anything, just keep the house. They were like, just let us go, or just let us be, we won't say anything. I would have been like, what the fuck did you do to my kid? Right, I know. I don't think they had enough time to do that. Yeah, they couldn't freak out. They couldn't, well, their other kid was in there too, so. Yeah. There you go. But also, keeping in line with devastating deaths, (laughs) Nell's fucking husband. Oh, God, the only person who made her feel safe. Exactly. And the bent, like, the stupid bent neck lady went away. And, like, she was, like, we'll get, well, this will segue into the bent neck lady. But, um, oh, my God, it was so devastating because she, when, so Nell had a, has sleep paralysis, which we both do. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has night terrors. So she'd have these night terrors where she would see this bent neck lady hovering above her and then she would have sleep paralysis but she met her husband he was her sleep Sleep tech sleep tech and what an angel what a fucking angel and they fall in love and they get married and then kind of not that long after they got married less than a year months yeah um she has a really bad episode of sleep paralysis and typically he's walked her through it and she wakes up and it's okay but this time he gets up to turn the light on and she sees the bent neck lady, and then he falls down and just dies instantly. It's actually the other way around. Other way around? He falls to the ground, and, and then, then she, she sees, sees the bent neck got lady. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, okay. and she's like, she killed him. Yeah. And she throws all her meds in the toilet right. and starts trying to figure out how to get rid of the bent neck lady. And right. that's how, We didn't even talk about how... Oh, let's talk about it now. Nell's the bent neck lady. In the first episode, we find out that she hung herself... In Hill House, present day. So she's talking to her psychiatrist and she's like, the Bentonic lady killed my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, no, we've gone over this. Your husband had a brain aneurysm. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of come to see over the season that Nell sees this Bentonic lady anytime anything traumatic happens. Mm-hmm. So she sees this apparition of a lady whose neck is just completely bent and she can't see her face Mm -hmm. um and she sees it every time a horrible tragedy happens so she sees it when she gets heroin for luke Mm -hmm. um and then when she decides that the bank neck lady killed her husband that's when she's like i'm out and goes 
then we see the full story of when she goes back to Hill House and what she actually sees. That's what's mm-hmm. so cool about the nonlinear thing because mm-hmm. in the first episode, you see her dancing like a lunatic, and then in episode five, yeah, you, you see, the, see it filled in with when she, with she's the people actually, she loves. Yeah, and she's actually but dancing it's with her husband. Just a trick. Which is to get so, her trapped in the house. Exactly. And that's what the house does. It tries to convince you to, to stay. stay. And it everyth- eats people, not a heart, a stomach. A stomach. Yes, that was intense. But the I think the most devastating scene, other than her cutting her mouth open, was... Mommy! Oh my god. Was when she falls through all of the... Oh my god. And it's just like... And she she's crying. Right. And it's... Crazy because when Nell, baby Nell, sees the bent neck lady for the first time and she's standing over her, mm-hmm. she's going, no, 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 Yeah. And that's Nell realizing after she dies that she's the bent neck lady. Yes. She's going, no, 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 no. Yeah. But like in the past, she has like a scary, deeper voice. Exactly. Like... It's just so crazy the way that they play time in the show. It's so yeah. cool. And the way she falls through each of those, like each time, <laughs> yeah, the it just like <laughs> fraps her through like each of those like traumatic events. Yes, exactly. And it's like, what? That's my dad texting me. He's like, no, it's the bad neck lady. I'm like, I know, dad. <laughs> I know. He's like, that's crazy. I'm like, I know. That's what everyone has been texting me and they're like, I'm just, uh, I just finished episode five and I'm like, now's episode. And they're like, yeah, I don't even know. It's so sad. And you're like, oh, the minute she got into that house, her fate was decided. Mm -hmm. No, it was already, yeah, when she was little. Yep. Nell's my favorite. They talk about the puffalope and how she never asked for anything for herself. Yeah. She only wanted things for her siblings. She really did. Up until the end. And she was selfless. Yeah. And then the one time she needed help. None of them they were there failed for her. her. Yeah. Which is Steven's fucking fault. In my opinion. I mean, obviously it was the house's fault. And Shirley. Shirley didn't answer. No. I'm saying, like, in general, like, Steve made... Steve put a huge rift between all of them. Yeah, because of the book. Right. But, I mean, obviously it was the house's fault because Luke ended up a drug addict and Nell was depressed. Because of the things they saw in the exactly. house. Exactly. Yeah. And, and Shirley ended up fucking fucked up about death because she now she's a mortician she's a mortician because she had bugs come out of her cat's mouth well no because the mortician walked her up to her mom's casket and said i fixed her right and that's what that's why she does nell's autopsy she said i'm gonna fix her right it's like kind of coming full circle. Yeah, but then she sees a bug come out of her mouth, and I was like, no! Because of the cats. And the buttons on her eyes. Mm-hmm. That was a fucked up episode, that too. That was. So good. So, yeah, the nonlinear thing is really cool. And speaking of, I was. My, I was teaching a small math group in middle school and one of my students was like, oh my God, I'm having deja vu right now. And I was like, you know what deja vu is? And she's like, what? And I was like, well, kind of, some people think it's a theory that like time isn't linear. And they were like, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, so like a timeline. And they're like, what's that? So I like drew out a timeline and I like drew out a timeline of like the important, with plots and like the important events in my life. And they were like, mind you, I was supposed to be teaching rounding to the closest decimal. (laughs) And so I like drew out a plot. But like when kids are interested, I'm like willing to like stop what we're doing to like. Heck yeah. Those were the best lessons. Right. Like it's teachable moments. Yeah. So then they made their own timelines. But then one of my students, who I won't say her name, was like, wait a minute. 
time goes in a line, right? And I was like, yeah, but some people think that like time doesn't go in a line and that time actually kind of is in a circle. Or a grid. Or a grid. And you can experience things that you've experienced before and we might not be cognizant of it, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I'm, what? You blew her mind. She like couldn't deal with it. And I was like, have you ever had deja vu? She's like, yes. And she like lost it. And she was like, Miss McCabe, um, instead of doing my work for the next 20 minutes, like, can I Google and take notes on this instead? (laughs) And I was like, for sure. Go for it. So I let her. And then the next day she comes back. She's like, Miss McCabe. And like shows me all this stuff on her computer. And I was like, my work here is done. <laughs> you just birthed the conspiracy theorists. <laughs> and I was like, so this is technically pseudoscience. So like, don't tell your mom I told you this one. <laughs> so it was a good time. But anyway. Do you have any closing thoughts about the show? I had a connection when they were talking about the, the clock and the, what are the, the marks in it? What are those called? Uh, it was the name of an episode. Impression marks. Or yes. impression something. Did you ever listen to uh, S-Town? No. Okay, so S-Town, which is the, it's called S-Town, but it's shit town. It's a, like a really popular podcast. It's it's the follow-up to Serial mm-hmm. from This American Life. And it's so good. I don't want to spoil it for anyone because if you haven't heard it. But anyway, they talk, one of the, the, the guy that it's all about, John, mm-hmm. he restores old clocks. And so he talks about impression marks. Oh, cool. Yeah. Witness marks. Witness marks. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I just think it's the best thing I've seen in a while. It is. And this is like, it's kind of the first of its kind. Even Stephen King gave like crazy praise. This is his tweet. The Haunting of Hill House, revised and remodeled by Mike Flanagan. I don't usually care for this kind of revisionism, as he's notoriously known for, like, hating movies made of his books. Um, But this is great. Close to a work of genius, really. I think Shirley Jackson would approve, but who knows for sure. I think so, too. I think it's awesome. I think it's the first true, like horror tv show yeah like uh, at least in my generation mm-hmm. N- and not just like a limited special like it right um and my closing thought is i'm not sure that olivia is still not evil like even in the yeah. last scene like she makes this weird face and i'm just kind of like hmm i don't it could it could be mo- like oh uh uh, unfinished yeah, kind of thing to maybe leave a opening for season two. I know. They closed it pretty, they tied that knot pretty tight. They did. So I don't, yeah, I don't foresee a season two, but that could be a way in. But I think- a season two could be explaining the ghosts in the house. It could. I would like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like Poppy and the Hills and um, her children that she murdered, yeah. like Bobby I would watch can that. Fuck right off. You know what they did a really good job with on this show? Hmm. Casting. They did. All of the they really ad- did. adults look like the kids, and everyone looks like they could be related. They do, yeah. Especially the mother and Theo. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the um, mom and Theo, and Shirley looks exactly like little Shirley. They yes. both have like that. Kind of five head. Yeah, and that the, like longer The bug face. eyes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now, every single fucking person in this show is from Ouija. Oh, Origi- yeah. Origin of Evil. They were all in that Did movie. Did Flanagan direct it? I don't... Did, some maybe. 
Who knows? Because he directed Hush and Theo was in Hush. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she was the main character in Hush, which is such a bummer. They should have had a deaf actress play. I know. But that's not right. Right. Inclusivity. Right. Um, But I just thought that was super, I think they did a super good job. They did do a really good job. And I, I do think that the older Hugh did look like the younger Hugh. Me too. Yeah. The only one that didn't quite add up was little Luke and big Luke. Yeah. It's just because I can't see that cute little baby Luke oh being that like big, tall, junky Luke. But you know what? That happens. <laughs> hey, man. And sure. baby, baby sure Luke thanks. was so cute. Baby Luke was so cute with his glasses. Ugh. I just loved it. I thought it was really good. I did too. I mean, if you guys didn't, please let us know why. Like, I, it's a yeah. discussion, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you been watching? So much. Me too. So much. So obviously... People are pumping out the horror right now because I know. it's October. And it's like cool right now. Mm-hmm. It's having a moment. Yeah, we're having a big horror moment yeah. and I am living for it. Yeah, it's it's awesome. This was just a solid go- ghost story. Yeah. And Grace and I both live for a ghost story. I'm just all about the paranormal. I know you like the gore. I can't deal. I'll tell you something right now. I'm going to make a bold statement. The older I get, the less I want the gore. Mm-hmm. And it's, I still like it and I'll still watch it. And obviously, till the day I die, the Evil Dead remake is going to be my shit. And stuff like Scream. Rob Zombie. Like Rob yeah. Zombie. And Scream is my all-time favorite. Like, anything like that. Like, Slashers, you know, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I do not, I, I don't like gore just for gore. For gratuitous gore. Gratuitous gore. Like, gratuitous nudity I'm into. Um, <laughs> but gratuitous gore, I don't like it. It's not necessary. Especially, it's one of those things. It's like, if it doesn't have a plot, I don't want to just watch people get their heads cut off. That's not for me. I want a good-ass movie to go with it. Well, yeah. And I think probably the older you get, the more you want to be challenged when you're watching something. Yeah. The more you want it to make you think. I want something in my brains. In my mind grapes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, every once in a while, you know, I'm going to put on like Zombievers. That's my go-to. But, <laughs> you know, every, you know, you want, or like, it's fun to watch. Um, the Terrifier. No, and I'm going to talk about that next. It's fun to watch, like, uh, Nazi zombies. Yeah. You know? Um, but... Dead Snow. There we Dead go. Dead Snow. It's fun to watch Dead Snow. Nazi zombies. Nazi zombies. But I knew what you meant. Dead Snow. Um, like, that shit's fun. But at least that's fun. It's got, like, something to it. So the movie that I'm longly getting into is uh, Terrifier. Mm-hmm. Or The Terrifier? Terrifier? The I Terrifier. Think. Yeah. Um, it's based off of some other movie. Like, the character in it. Like, the main character is based off of some other movie. It's a, like a sequel? Yeah. Like or a, a spinoff? Like a spinoff situation. It was, if you like gore, this is your movie. Mm-hmm. If you like all gore, any gore, whatever, it's your movie. And, and low budget. Low budget. <laughs> I texted Grace. I'm like, I had to cover my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I've never covered my eyes watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And I had to cover my eyes for this. It was, I'm going to, spoiler alert, he fucking hacksaws a chicken half She's hanging upside down, and he saws her from vagina to head. And you you see it. And she's naked. And she's naked. And it's horrible. I mean, it's nothing but gore. So anyway, I watched that. Um, well, a show that just dropped today that's actually super awesome and true 
is haunted, like the program that they used to have on A&E. Remember, like a haunting? Oh, yeah. Except this is like ghost group therapy. It's like one person tells their experience and then their family's there or their friends are there and they're telling their experience to these people and they're like, oh my God, I had no idea it was that bad. And they have really good recreations. Like one of them, the second one, she's the daughter of a serial killer. Oh. And she like saw the victims being brought into the house and her dad burying them. I also watched um, Malevolent which is on Netflix. Oh, I wanted to watch that. Yeah, it's good. It's like a spin, like kind of half found footage, but it's about this brother and sister who share like kind of medium abilities and they go to this old orphanage and I won't give away the rest, but there was a massacre there. The caretaker's son had killed all the girls who lived there. Um, And so they're going to investigate because the homeowner was like, they're screaming, they're screaming. I can't get them to stop screaming. Oh, God. It's pretty fucked up. Um, I also watched The Ones Below, which was kind of meh. It was a British horror movie, uh, like a I'm Gonna Steal Your Baby movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I watched, we started Pet, but oh, I didn't yeah. end up finishing it. Um, I watched Darkness Falls. I loved, I remember seeing that in theaters. So bad. But like the funny thing was, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm going to watch Darkness Falls only to realize that I thought I was going to be watching Dead Silence. Oh, uh, with the pup, with the puppets. Yeah. This or was, the, uh, what are they called? Marionette. Or, or no, no, ventriloquist no. dummies. Dummies, yeah. Um, But this was the Tooth Fairy one. Um, yeah. I r- made Emily watch Stigmata with me, <laughs> which is so 90s, but like Alexis Real Catholic. Arquette. Real Catholic. And I'm going to close with the, the Curious Creations of Christine McConnell. This is the weirdest fucking shit I've ever watched. It's like a combination between Pee-wee's Playhouse and, and, Giada, and Giada's Kitchen. Yeah, it's really and weird. She's, she's really weird. weird. She's just like blank. She reminds me of a Stepford wife, but right. like a horror version. But like, is she trying to be that way? I think I so. I think so. I need to watch more of it, but it is so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Like, no judgment. Like, go- like women empowering women, but like... But puppets. Puppets. Yeah. Um. So, some things coming up. Obviously, by the time you are listening to this, Halloween will have been out, and we will have both seen it. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm super excited for. Jamie Lee Curtis looks fucking fantastic. She really does. But the buzz around it is good. Yeah, it's got 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, which yeah. is good for a horror movie. Right. Um, Not that that's the end all be all, but yeah. it's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, and then Sabrina comes out a week from recording date. Nope. So next Friday, or this Friday, um, which I'm super excited about because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm also watching Riverdale. Never seen it, and so I really good. I want to. It's like to. dark. I want to watch it. It's good. And then we just got the first teaser for La Llorona. Which is The Weeping Woman. I remember this urban legend. I'm super excited. It's another offshoot of the Conjuring universe. Mm -hmm. Multiverse, We still haven't seen The Nun. Still haven't. Fuck. Probably won't until it comes out on Amazon Prime. It probably is. It's probably out. But yeah, that's... I'm excited for those things to come out. Yeah. Um, Sabrina probably the most. Sabrina's gonna be dope. It looks awesome. Yeah, it really does. Is that Chance? Yeah. And Zazie Beats?
in a spooky small town when a slew of pizza delivery boys are slain on the job. Two daring survivors, Zazie Beats and Chance the Rapper. What the fuck? Set out to catch the culprits by crime spree. We I know what I'm watching tonight. What the fuck? It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Slice. Awesome. Sign me up. Are we living under a rock or did no one know about this? I know. I have no idea. Either way, follow us on Instagram at Google Gang Podcast, uh, on Twitter at Google Gang Pod 666. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Bean Bean, (laughs) Podbean, (laughs) Um, and uh, Creeper Real. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. <laughs>